My topic this morning is, what love is this? Amen? What love is this? John chapter 15, verse 10 through 13. And when you have it indicated with an amen. Verse 10 says, if you keep my commandment, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my father's commandment and abided on his love. Verse 11 says, these things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made in full. Verse 12 says, this is my commandment that you love one another just as I had loved you. Verse 13 Greater love has no one than this, that one lays down his life for his friends. Amen. You may be seated this morning. This morning, I, I, I entitled this message called, What Love Is This? And, to, and this morning, I, I want to speak, on, I wanna speak on, the, on the love of Jesus. How many of you know here that Jesus loves you this morning? Amen. Just by, by the showing of hands and, and the amens, I know that some of you had a conversation with him this morning. That he woke you up this morning. That he set you on your way this morning. Amen. Jesus, the most perfect example of what love is and what love can do. How many can agree with me on that? Amen. He did not have to do it, but he did it anyways. Nothing can ever take his place, and no one will ever take his place. His love towards you will never change. Amen? His love towards you is never going to change. It doesn't matter what you've done or where you've come from. If you come to this altar, if you come somewhere, I, I, I don't know exactly where you accepted Christ into your life, but when he, what do you call it, when he came, he came really in your life, and you accepted him. He accepted you just the way you are. He didn't say, you have to look this way. you got to be in a suit and tire. You know, he, you, you came to Christ just the way you were. You came to him with the burdens that you had on your heart. You came to him with the, with the hurts that you had. You came unto him with, a, with not a straight mind. But he came in and he gave you a peace. He gave you a joy. He saved you from going to the pits of hell. Amen. Nothing would ever take his place and no one would ever love you more than Jesus. His love towards you would never change. No matter what you do, you would never catch him by surprise. We would never catch him by surprise. There's nothing that we can do outside of the eyes of God that would not say that, that he says, I do not, I, I, I'm not going to stop loving you. I'm going to love you regardless of what you do. The Bible says that we are born with a sinful nature. Amen? Isn't that what the Bible says? We're born with the sinful nature, so we're going to do things that are going to, they're going to, they're going to, they're outside of the will of God. But you know what? When you come to him and you bring those burdens to him, you bring those, those hurts to him, he looks at you and says, son, I don't care about what you've done. I care about you because I love you and I died upon the cross for you. What love is that, that Jesus died upon the cross for us? When we're out there, when we're sinners, he still loved us regardless. 
If somebody would have told me about 20 years ago that I was become an associate pastor, I would have said, you're crazy because of the, the things that I did. But you know what? God looked past that. He looks past your things. He looks past your faults. And he says, I'm going to go to the cross for you anyways. Amen. The definition of love, an intense feeling of deep affection. That's the love of the Father. That's the love of the Father. Several weeks ago, I was in, I was in Corpus at the, one of the hospitals, and I was praying for some of the people there. And as I, was, I, was, I was exiting the hospital. There was this elderly man just came up to me. I don't even know who he was. I don't know if I ever prayed for him before. But I was, I was, I was exiting. He came up to me. He says, young man, he goes, you belong to Jesus. And, and I just, I looked at him, and I was like, I just, I didn't know what to say. But I knew what to do. At that moment, I lifted my hands and I just felt like if Jesus himself just came down and just embraced me. And he said, son, I have loved you from the beginning. I have loved you from the beginning. The Bible says that he knew us before we were in our mother's wounds, amen. But he, he knew us. He loved us. And I don't care who was around me. I lifted my hands up and I said, Lord, I just thank you for that. God will always speak to you at the right time. And I don't remember if I was going through something or not, but I remember just that old man, and he just looked at me, and he says, son, you belong to Jesus. And he walked off, and I was like, Lord, was that an angel? Felt the love of the father. As the father loves his sons, as the father loves his daughters, Jesus loves you as well. An intense feeling of deep affection. What does Jesus call you? Beloved. Loved one. Love of one's life. Hold very deep. Adorn. Thanks the world of. Be, be, be devoted to. Affection of. Can that, this right there, church, can that describe who Jesus is? Huh? Does he call you beloved? Does he call you loved one? Does he say that he loves you? Huh? Question, does this sound like Jesus, the savior of this world? The love that Jesus has towards us, I can't help but to think about what Jesus did upon Calvary for me and for you. You know, every, every time I, 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 I think of about what Jesus did upon the cross for me, it just it hits me so hard and I, and I start weeping before him because it was something that, that was, that was very, very uh, terrible. But you know what? He went anyways and he did it because he loved us. He says, you know what? He goes, I got to do this. He said, son, don't worry about this. I got this. You go and you live your life. I got this. I, I'll, I'll take care of this for you. And the Bible says that he took on the sins of the world. So that we can be made whole in him. That we can be cleaned in him. Amen. Certain things that, that, that every time I think about this, it just hits me that his body was beaten and broken for us. The 39 lashes that he took for us. The blood that was shed upon the cross for us. The crown that was placed upon his head for us. The cross that he carried on his back. The nails that were pierced his hands and his feet. Church, he did that for you. He did it because he cares for you. And he loves you. 
He loves you with an everlasting love. Church, what kind of love is this? Ask yourself this morning, what kind of love is this? Look at your neighbor and say, what kind of love is this? It's the love of the Father. The love of Jesus. The maker of the heaven and the earth. Amen? The one that said, I got this. You go live your life. Pastor once said that even though before we served God, he was still blessing us, wasn't he? But when you came to know him, he even blessed you anymore, more than what, than what you did before. His love towards you is never going to change, church. Understand this, this morning. Put that into your heart that the love that my father has towards me is never going to change. Jesus, taking the form of a man, willing to die upon the cross for you and I and forgiving us of our sins. Did we deserve it? No, but he did. I can't help but to think about the love and passion that he had for all mankind. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that Jesus only died for certain people. He died for everyone. But he resurrected on the third day. Because not even the grave could hold him down. That's the God that we serve. The enemy thought that he had won. But Jesus resurrected on the third day and sits on the right hand of his father. My Lord, the passion that he has for mankind. The time that when he says, son, I forgive you. I'll take this away from you. He loved you when you couldn't even love yourself or you couldn't forgive yourself. You know, a lot of times I, I speak with a lot of people and they always have is an issue that comes to their life that they can't forgive themselves for what they have done. They said, how can, how can he love me? After I've done so and so and I did this and I did that and everything else that I've done under the sun. My worst to them is that regardless of what you've done, he loves you. He forgives you. I've seen people that have, that they shouldn't have made it. But through prayer and encouraging them and knowing and telling them, you know what? Hey, don't look at that. He's already forgiven you for that. You keep on going. Yeah, you're going to struggle here. You're going to struggle there. But you keep on going. Keep on coming to church. Keep on focusing on God. Keep on reading the word. Keep on preaching. See, some of you this morning might have put up your Bibles already and said, you know what? I, I just, I don't know if I can serve God anymore. I don't know if this Jesus stuff is real. Church, when he changes, he changes you forever. He sets you on your way. Why? Because the love that he has for you. Maybe this morning that you never had the affection of a father or a mother. Maybe, maybe it's something that you might have been going through and that you want to know what it is to be loved by God. You want to know what it is to be loved by a father. You want to know what it is to, just to be somebody to take you in just as you are. Well, this morning, church, you have an opportunity to know who this Jesus is. You have an opportunity this morning to be embraced by an everlasting father that said, I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. I'm going to love you regardless.
You have that opportunity this morning to know who Jesus is. Maybe this morning you might have just heard about him, but this morning I want you to have an encounter with him. You need to have an encounter with Jesus this morning. The Bible talks about, about a man on his way to Damascus, and, and as he was going, he was going to go persecute some people. But suddenly there was a bright light that shined upon him, and, he, and then he fell to his knees. And as soon as, soon as he fell to his knees, he says, Lord, who, who is this? Who are you? He goes, Saul, Saul, it's me, Jesus, the one who you persecute. Church, but this morning, my point is that he had an encounter with Jesus. He had an encounter with the loving Savior. He had an encounter with Jesus. And this morning, some of us here need to have an encounter with Jesus. Some of us need to be reminded that God still loves you. Maybe some of you haven't been to church in a while, but you understand that you made it this morning. And you know what? He loves you regardless. He loves you. Understand, church, that his love towards you is never going to change. Maybe certain circumstances have caused you not to, for this not to be part of your life. But this morning I'm here to tell you that Jesus loves you even though you're not perfect. Amen? He loves you whether you're perfect or you're not perfect. I am not perfect. Every day I struggle in my life, but I know who my source comes from. I know who I got to go to. Sometimes I don't understand how people can go without reading the word of God and without praying. It just, it just, it, it stuns me sometimes. Because if you think about it, our physical bodies crave food and water. Does your spiritual life crave the word of God and the living water as well? Amen. These circumstances have kept people from the house of God. These circumstances have kept people from somebody embracing and loving them. Amen? Now you can love someone. Because why? Because you have the love of Jesus inside of you. Now you can be embraced because somebody embraced you. Amen? Now you can have some, uh, compassion towards somebody because Jesus has compassion towards people. Amen. I don't look at myself any different from anybody else. I'm just a sinner just like everybody else, but I know who I, I can go to. I know that he's a forgiving God and he's a loving God. Amen. First Peter chapter 4 verse 6 says, above all, keep fervent in love for one another because love covers a multitude of sin. That's what the word of God, I want to read it one more time. First Peter chapter 4 verse 8, it says, above all, keep fervent in love for one another, because love covers a multitude of sin. Love one another, regardless. Love them. Husbands, look at your wife and say, I love you. Maybe it might have been a struggle between you guys this morning. I'm not sure. But I pray that you leave loving your wife and loving your husband. Amen? How many of you are with me this morning? Church, I want to go back to what they call memory lane. How many of you can remember that time when you accepted Jesus into your heart? How many of you remember that day? How was that day for you? Was that, wasn't that such, a, such a, 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 just a beautiful day? That, that, that you walked into this church 
couldn't be loved, couldn't be forgiven. You couldn't just, there was everything up there was about, it was messed up. But you came to this altar and you left somebody new. You took off the old you and you put on the new. You took off the old clothes and Jesus put a new robe on you. He says, you're my son. You're my daughter now. I love you. Every, I mean, there, there's, there's many times that I can be just studying and I just start thinking about the cross and thinking about, about when Jesus came into my life and forgave me for, of, of all my sins and just he cleansed me, he cleansed my mind, he cleansed my heart, and he set me on my way. When, when I think about that, it just, it just hits me because why? Because salvation was something true for me. Something, it was something real for me. Because I knew what I was struggling with. I knew what I was facing. I knew what I was battling. But when Jesus said, here, when I said, here, Jesus, I can't do this anymore. I don't know how I'm going to fix this. But when I gave it to him, I gave him those broken pieces of my heart. I gave him everything. And when I gave it to him, I said, here, Lord. And when I put it into his hands, my burdens became lighter. My heart was healed. My mind was set free. I was a new person. Oh, church, just how much he loves you. Just think about that. Just take the time right now just to think about the love of God that he has towards you. All this happened when love broke through. Amen? He took your heart of rock and he made it soft again. When you couldn't be loved, now you're loved. When you couldn't hug somebody, now you can embrace somebody. I'm a hugger. I love hugging people. At first, I couldn't stand people. But now I love people. Why? Because I was selfish. I just thought about myself, thought about my needs and what I wanted. But when Jesus became real, he said, Papa, I love you. I said, thank you, Jesus. I love you, too. Now I can look at somebody and hug somebody and embrace them and says, you know what? No matter what you're going through, Jesus can get you through. He can help you. Amen? That love changed you. That love made you into somebody, somebody that you are now. Jesus has come to set you free. Amen? He changed your mind. He changed your heart. Your heart now was once dead, but now it's alive. It beats in him because why? Because he's breathed life into you. He's breathed something to you. You have drank, you're drinking from the, from the fountain of life. Amen. Whoo, man, I just I think about the love of God and I just want to start running. Amen. Come on, church. I mean, do you have a praise in you this morning? I mean, do, do you have a shout this morning? I mean, you've come to church this morning. Church is not boring for me. Church is excited. I can't wait to get to the house of the Lord on Sunday morning. Sometimes I wish I could sleep here. Be in the house of God. Best place you can be on a Sunday morning. It's the best place you can be. Is be in the house of God and let God come and correct and fix everything. Oh, Lord. Jesus. Several years back, God gave the opportunity to my wife and I to go minister at a, at a children's home. And when I went to this children's home, you know, of course, a lot of us know about what these children's homes are about. And I was up over there towards uh, Kerrville area. And I went to go, and I went to this, to this, 
this is the children's home. I was talking to some of the directors there. And they were telling me about things that some of these kids have gone through and, and how uh, they have been you know, neglected by the parents and how they have been beaten and, 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 and drugs and all this, all this other stuff that, 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 that they can go through. And I remember as I went to go minister there, there's a bunch of young teenagers and, and, and some smaller kids that were there. And, and there was this, this little girl that she was just standing there and she just looked at me straight with a straight face. And I, and I looked at her and I, I just... I, I didn't know what she was, what she was staring at me for. And as, and as I asked one of the directors, I was like, what's going on with this little girl right here? And it just, it, it broke my heart to fight to, when they told me exactly that she was going through. And this little girl was being, she was so emotionally abused that she could not smile at anybody. She could not, she, she could not cry. She could just, just stare at you. And, 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 and it broke my heart. And when I saw this little girl, it just, it just, it, it, it hit me so hard. Knowing that her, her, her parents have sold her for drugs and, and, and they have sold her for a bunch of different stuff. Church, I'm being real with you this morning. And I remember I was, I was preaching, I was talking about the love of God, and I remember that I was at the altar praying for several little kids. And I just remember I was standing there and I just felt somebody grab my hand. And when they grabbed my hand, I looked down, and it was that little girl, and she said, is it true that Jesus loves me? And as I looked at her, I said, yes, mom. He does love you. I thought, I can't change about what you've been through. But what I do know is that from here on, He's going to love you for the rest of your life. He's going to change you for the rest of your life. I said, little girl, you might not have your mother and your father anymore. But you have an everlasting father, and that is Jesus. I believe that little girl was set free that day. Because all she needed was to know that there was a God that loved her. That there was a God that cared for her. This right here will change somebody's life forever if you tell somebody Jesus loves you. Somebody told me that one time, and it changed my life forever. Amen. These three words are so powerful that they can change a, a, a person's heart. Jesus showed it on the cross. Jesus laid down his life so we could live. This means so much to me that when no one could love me, he says, you are precious in my sight. You are worth something. You are worth something in the eyes of God. I mean, just think about it, church. Why would he go to the cross for you? Why would he die for you? Because, he's, because why? Because when he looked at you, he said, you're worth something. And, and, and maybe this morning you might say, you know what? And it, it, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is what I'm going to say this morning. Maybe this morning you might feel that you're worth a, like a penny, only one cent. And maybe this morning some of you might be thinking, you know what, I'm, 
I feel like I'm worth $100. But you know what? You're still worth something. If you feel this morning that you're worth a penny, you're still worth something in God's eyes. I don't know who was out for this morning, but you're worth something in God's eyes. Today, I have chosen to be loved by God. This morning, church, you have been chosen to be loved by God. Today, I have chosen to be blessed, highly favored, and loved by God Almighty. If somebody asks me how I'm doing, if somebody always asks me, hey, you know, how, how are you doing today, sir? I'm blessed, highly favored, and I'm loved by God Almighty. And they step back and look at me, and I step back and look at them. Because I choose to be blessed. I choose to be loved by God. I choose to walk in victory. I choose not to be defeated. If the Bible says I can have it, I'm going to have what the Bible says I can have. If God promised me something, I'm going to keep those promises. And I'm going to keep on praying until those promises come to pass. See, that's what happens nowadays. People say, you know what, I kept on praying, I keep on praying, and nothing's happening. Well, you know what, church, I'm going to give you good advice. Keep on praying. Keep on seeking God. If, you're, if your family's not serving God yet, keep on praying. See, I got, I got saved at, at a young age. And when my father came to know God, when my physical dad came to know God, it took him 19 years for one of his brothers to come to know God. So church, prayer does work. Keep on praying. Another big word too, keep on fasting if you're fasting, amen? Because eventually God's going to do something. Breakthroughs are going to start happening. Amen? Do you believe that this morning? Do you believe that God can honestly come and change a situation in your life? Do you honestly believe that God can come and he can heal you from any disease? Yes, he can. I've seen him do it before. I've seen him breathe life into somebody. I visit the hospitals a lot, and I remember I went to go pray for somebody, and they asked me, well, can you pray for us too? I said, sure, I'll go pray for you too. And the man was telling me, he goes, you know, I don't know about this. He goes, I think my mother's going to pass away already. And I looked at him, sir. I go, sir, do you believe in Jesus? He goes, I think so. I said, do you want to know him? He goes, yes, sir. So I, I, as I got into that, I started to pray for the whole family. I let the whole family through a, through a sinner's prayer. I went back the following week to go visit that one person. His mother ended up living. God breathed life into her. That family now is saved and they go to church. They found a church in Corpus and now they're going to church. Amen? See, that's what prayer can do. That's what Jesus can do. Jesus can come in and he can save that moment right there. Just when you thought that you're about to, to die or about to do something, God came in and he intervened right there. And then he says, hey, hold up. He goes, I got a plan for you. That year that God became so real in my life, I didn't think I was going to make it through that year. Because of the roads I went down, the things that I did. But he intervened just in time. He came in just in time. Church, he's going to intervene this morning. Let me tell you something. If you come to this altar this morning, he's going to intervene. It's not, it's not by us laying our hands on you. It's about him touching you. 
See, we're just instruments of what God is using, but it's his power that touches you. It's his power that transforms you. It's his power that makes you into somebody new. Jesus conquered the cross. He conquered death. Church, do you want to know him this morning? Do you want to get to know this Jesus? No one can take his place. And no one would ever take his place. I don't care what doctrine somebody tells you. I don't care what doctrine somebody has preached to you in the past. But if you come over here at Kingsway Church, you're going to hear about a loving God. And you're going to hear about a forgiving God. You're going to, be here, you're going to hear, hear how you can make it through your, through, 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 through everyday life. How you can, you can look at the circumstances and you can say, hey, you know what? Hey, hold on. Jesus is right here. Amen? You got to understand one thing. When you're standing right there, guess who's standing behind you? Come on, church. Who's standing behind you? Hmm? So when you're up against those, those circumstances, who's there with you? The Bible says that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Amen? That's what the Bible says. So in other words, if you've got Jesus inside of you, you can look at the mountains and you can say, hey, you know what? I can overcome that because Jesus is within me. Look at the impossible and say, you know what? It is possible through Jesus. It is possible through him. You can make it through him. But church, you have to give him your heart this morning. You have to let him be number one in your life. See, I face circumstances. And I can look at the circumstances and say, you know what? God, you're greater than that. See, lately in my heart, God has been putting, he goes, I am greater than any circumstance. I am bigger than any circumstance. All you have to do is trust me. And the hardest part, church, is sometimes trusting God. Hardest part is leaving it with God. Why? Because we're so used to doing things on our own. But when you give it to him, ooh, step back. Step back. Step back. Some of you need to rest this morning. You need to rest your mind. You need to rest your heart. Because these circumstances, is what's, it's, 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 it's what's draining you. But this morning, if you come laid at the altar, give it to Jesus. Let Jesus do what he has to do. Understand that one thing, church. If he overcame the cross, if he conquered the cross, how can he, how he would not overcome those things in your life? He's a loving God. He's a forgiving God. See, right now, some of you are thinking about those things that you can't overcome. Because you're thinking about them. Give them to Jesus. Give them to Jesus. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. The word of the Lord says, I leave you with this right here. This is Jesus speaking right here. Jesus speaking. Does everybody have it? Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. The word of the Lord says, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Isn't that what the word of God says? It's, it's plain and clear right there. It says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Verse 29 says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. Isn't that what the word of God says? Verse 30 says, for my yoke 
is easy and my burden is light. Church, Jesus conquered the grave. He conquered the cross. He loves you. He wants to give you rest this morning, but you have to give it to him this morning. Stop trying to hold on to these things and let God work them. All heads bowed this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Church, Jesus conquered the grave. He conquered death. He's an awesome and mighty God. He's a loving God, a compassionate God. But he's a God that wants you to make things right between you and him this morning. Like I said, church, I don't know what your circumstances are this morning. I don't know everything that you're facing this morning. But like I said this morning, if you still have breath inside of you, that means you still got a roar. And the enemy has tried so hard to take things from you, to try to destroy your marriage, try to destroy your children's life, your life, your family's life, your work. He's tried so hard to come in Try to bring sicknesses upon you. But I'm glad you hear this morning that he is here this morning. But the thing is, church, you have to give it to him. Your hurts, your pains, your fears. This morning, there's several of you that you need to accept Christ into your life. And that's a decision that you need to make. But that decision is between you and God. Not between you and the person that's next to you, but between you and God. The Bible said that today is a day of salvation. Not tomorrow, that today is a day of salvation. Tomorrow's not promised to anybody, but today is a day of salvation.